This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Leicester Fan TV for this early, uh, early in the day fan zone type show. Uh, I mean, as you can see from the title and as we all know, every Leicester fan and pretty much every fan of, uh, of the Premier League now knows Leicester City have been relegated to the Premier uh, to the Championship uh, after after yesterday's results didn't go in our favour. Um we're not really going to talk about yesterday's results too much uh, on this show. And um, this is more just about a few different talk- talking points from the club. Um, you know, what's happened, what's led us, led us here and and what might happen going forwards. Um, so, yeah, please get your comments in. Uh, it's much appreciated. We're going to have a few people on having a chat with us as well. And we're going to be going through a few things, like I said. Uh, Rennie is here. Hi. Hi, Rennie, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining uh, Hayden Whittles here, just got back uh, off holiday. Oh, Tom's upside down. There he is. Uh, just got back off holiday to find out we're relegated. Uh, Tom, mate, I just uh, obviously introed the show there and said, you know, everyone knows now, you know, you've got to be living under a rock if you if you haven't seen it. But uh, Leicester City are now in the championship. What are your, uh, you know, initial, what's your initial reaction to that? Oh, do you know what? I'm gutted, but I think we've seen it coming for a long time now. I think we've all prepared ourselves that this could possibly happen this season. I think we prepared ourselves more than the board and the owners prepared themselves that this was going to happen. Uh, I think the fans could have seen this 18 months ago that, that we were in dire straits without backing the team or backing the manager at the time and putting new blood into that squad. And uh, sadly, if you, you don't invest in the players, you get left behind in the Premier League. And look, as much as that probably starting 11 were good enough to be in the top 10. That squad of players just wasn't good enough. And you can go through all the videos from Leicester Fan TV back to the, the Southampton game after the Southampton game when I did my amazing rant and basically said that this squad of players aren't good enough to stay in the Premier League and that we'd get relegated. That was in September I said that. 
when now yeah. they and we got relegated and that's not me just saying so hey look I got it right it's me saying I knew then we were in trouble with the squad of players that we had that there wasn't enough quality to play 38 games with injury hit squad that we'd be able to cope with the season it's disappointing but I suppose me Phil and Jamie had seen a lot more of these relegations and sadly you boys have seen over the years locks and you now have tasted this for the first time it is not a nice taste and Sadly, Henry, my boy, sat in the ground and looked at me and he was going nuts when Barnes scored. He just looked at me and went, why aren't you celebrating, Dad? I went, it's not over till the 90th minute and it ain't over until we know that Everton have drawn or lost. And I think we knew as soon as Everton had scored that that was D-Day. So, look, it's hard to take this morning, but now is the big rebuild and it is a rebuild this year. Yeah, absolutely. Ross, mate, uh, thanks for... Sorry, before I go to Ross, actually, can we just say... Uh, I think this is the first time in a long time Ant and Deck have been on screen together, so that's great <laughs> to see. There, there's a silver lining, I suppose. Um, Ross was here, but he's just disappeared. Um, look, we've got we've got Jono as well, we'll which we'll get on in a minute. Um, I want to start really with one of the talking points, Tom, um, which is a little bit of news that came out late last night or this morning about these uh, the financial state of the club. Uh, obviously, we all we all know that we're not in a good in a good place, especially now with with going down. But one thing that came out was um, parachute payments, which everyone talks about um, when, when there's a relegation and they will be used to repay uh, the quarterly interest of the loan, which is 19 million pounds. Um, obviously the loan was set against TV money, Premier League TV money, which will uh, obviously that'll be heavily reduced now uh, as a cost of relegation. So, do you think this kind of just sums up as well, like the complacency of the club, you know, getting out such a big loan against TV, Premier League TV money? We're not going to be able to pay it. You know, we're not going to be able to use that the Premier League money anymore to pay that off. We're going to have to use the parachute payments that are there to support us. Well, I got called all, all the names under the sun when I said what a bad move by the club, football club that was to take money out against TV, well, TV money from Premier League rights, uh, considering the mess we were in. No, no, the club know what they're doing. The club know what they're doing. So the club plan was all in one was take the money out. Then if we get relegated, use the parachute payment to pay some of the interest back. That's that's ludicrous and that's that's club suicide in my view. That the club think that's the best way to run. That we'll take a massive loan out against TV money that we're not guaranteed to get. When we were already in the relegation zone, let's get bled. We were already in the relegation part of the time. The club truly believe that we weren't going to get out. Well, true believe we were going to get out of the mess about the signs of it. To me, that's a, a hell of a gamble and it hasn't paid off. And now we're in a mess even more because where, where's this money coming from for the rebuild in the summer? What players are we going to be able to sign if we haven't got no money to do a signature in the last two years? Where's Top going to find, you know, probably X amount of 20 odd million this squad's going to need, 30 million this squad's going to need to rebuild unless he's now heart set that he will sell players with big money. And then, um, invest that back into the club but you didn't do that with the Fafana money when we needed it you know so it's going to be interesting to see how they rebuild the structure and I think it's a really really important move from the football club and the main on the screen there is the first one needs to go out the door they talked about this uh, inquest to what's gone wrong between Rudkin and Whelan sorry Sue and Whelan and John Rudkin need to be the one not making the inquest it should be someone outside the football club come in and do the, the inquest not the two people who had led the club into disaster and Top needs to put his hands up and say he made mistakes along the way. But those two are the main two. I'd get out the door as quick as we can. They've both been here too long. And Rudkin, for sure, has been in too long. He's dead wood. 
Yeah, yeah, we're, we're gonna. I was just gonna say, mate, I agree with everything you've said. We're gonna come on to to Rudkin in in, in a few moments. Um, Ross, just uh, obviously, thanks for clicking in. Uh, much appreciated. Now, uh, we were just speaking there about the financial state of the club. Are, are you worried now even more? Um, with obviously yeah. the you know the loan repayments, but you know, main thing really getting relegated. There is not the same money in the Championship as there as there is yeah. in the Premier League. Absolutely not. Not the amount that chapter. Go for them teams. Still, you know, the, the, the massive, massive clubs. Top three. Um, good birds singing. Is that Tom there? Good birds singing. <laughs> you know. You're you know, cutting out a little bit, Ross. I can't hear you. Can't hear you very clearly, mate. Is that better? Maybe. Go on. Basically, you know, if we're going to sell Madison, let's let's do what we did against with Maguire. Take every penny that you know that they've got out, get out to you know sell him, sell Madison. Well, let's. Yeah. I was I was just gonna say let's get Jono and Reedy in. Um, I'll, I'll start with uh, with with Jono. Um, look, Jono, uh, Ross has just mentioned there about getting every penny out of uh, the the Madison deal when he does eventually leave. But we're not gonna be able to do that, are we? We're in the championship. We're we're gonna get a, a massively cut price. Um, yeah, like if we if we say in the Premier League, you know, we would we could have got easily sixty million, but you're looking at thirty million, forty million at a push for him now, and you know he's our biggest he's our biggest outlet. You know, it's no like uh, Tillemans are going on a free. That's a massive player who we're not going to get a cent for. Um, Castagna Ricardo will go. Um, you know, we'll get about fifteen million each, twenty million each for them. You're shaking your head, Tom. <laughs> I don't see anyone coming in for Ricardo, mate. His injury nightmare. He's got yeah. no record of a, hitting enough games in a row to warrant a, a move. And I don't see anyone coming in for him. Even a bottom half team coming in and risking it, mate. You, what about Cassania? Uh, I see Cassania possibly moving on, yeah. I don't see Ricardo going. And I don't see James Justin moving that quickly either, mate. A lot of people talk about James Justin going out the door. I don't see it happening on, again, his injury record in the last three years will hamper a move to a big club because clubs aren't going to give him a massive contract in case he gets in a long-term injury. Same with Ricardo. With massive yeah. mistake in Ricardo, a four-year deal after he'd come back from that injury. I've said it for a long time. We've given contracts out to players who didn't deserve a contract. Ricardo probably did in some ways, but not the length he got because of the injury record he had had. And you're looking at, you know, lots on about the financial situation, you know. Yes, we took the, the loans for uh, the TV rights, but then you're talking about awful contract decisions. Like you're giving, you give Bertrand a thirty, a thirty-one year old, a massive contract with huge wages per week. Then he played four games for us in two in two seasons. Then you, Vestergaard, who has been one of the worst signings in recent history, um, is on ridiculous amounts of money as well. But, you know, every week we're losing at least ninety k a week on those two players who don't play. Again, another bad. Deals because all that money is being spent, and then they're not the quality that we lost. You know, we lost Fafana. Vass was is a decent player, but nowhere near Fafana level. And we lost all these players, but we didn't get anywhere near the quality we need to keep up. Yeah, I, I want to quickly go to Reedy. Obviously, uh, we spoke there just about Madison. You know, a cut price for Madison thirty to forty million now. Reedy, what about Barnes? I mean, do you expect him to go? And if so, how much? How much are we going to be able to? recoup for him because I saw uh, Gabby Abonglahor, I mean, you know, not a big fan of his, but but he was saying 25 million, you know, what, what, what are you thinking on that? 
If I'm totally honest, I think it's about right. I'm not, I don't see him going for more than that, if I'm totally honest. Now we're in the championship. Yes, his stats will show, but for me, he's meant to be in his prime right now, and I don't. I just don't think he is. So, for me, 25, 30 million is probably the most we'll get for him. Um, and like, it's going to be the same for a lot of players now. We're not going to get this 60, 70, 80 million pound we're thinking for like some Madison or... It, it, or you're even your at like 30 or 40. Obviously, now he's going on a free. There's so many players going on a free, which we could have made money out of. Um, but yeah, Barnes for me, maximum 30, if that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom, next thing I want to talk about really is again more news that came out last night. It's going to be constant now for you know the next week, you'd imagine. Um, Johnny Evans spoke to I don't know who it was who he was speaking to when he said it, but. Uh, the players were saying goodbye to each other uh, in the change rooms after the game. Obviously, not every player will leave, but you know we're expecting at least you know five, six, seven to be leaving. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, the the goodbyes in the dressing room after such a you know heartbreaking day. I can't imagine that was the easy thing to do between the players. They would have been devastated on the fact that they'd gone down. But obviously, that's the last time most of the players will see each other. You know, yeah. the ones like, if you look at Johnny Evans out of contract now, that's Johnny's done. Unless the club offer him a new one, I don't see the value money from Johnny Evans a new contract long term now. I think, for me, you need some fresh blood in there. And I think we've got the fresh blood. Harry is perfect for the championship. He's played enough games in there to fill the Johnny Evans role with me, with Faz at the back. Uh, as you say, you're going to lose seven players, possibly. I don't think there'll be a mass exodus, as we're talking about. I think there'll be a lot more. Don't think there'll be a lot of players if we expected to leave. I think you've got the ones out of contract definitely gone. Madison and Barnes will definitely go. I also think the club will be realistic and say if we want to get back up, we've got to keep players to get back out of this league. Mm. I see Daka. I'd see Daka, but Daka won't be going, and Daka in the championship will be scary for any defence because there'll be a lot more space behind for Daka to get into. Nacho, one year left. I don't see the club cutting the ties with that. I think the club will probably try and hold on to him and see if we can get out yeah. of the league. And then if he goes, he goes. Uh, Sumari won't go anywhere. He'll be another one for the championship. He's good enough to play in the championship. Um, then you've got to build it around those players. You've got a goalkeeper who's good enough for the championship. You prove that with Preston and Daniel Everson. So, look, there's obviously going to be goodbyes. It's sad to hear that the players have to do it after a relegation, but I'm not unexpected to hear that. And Johnny, Johnny would be saying that in jest that it is goodbye because he hasn't, he's not going to see it possibly again. So you I'm think, not reading too much into that scenario from what he was saying. You think as well, before you say locks, it's the fact that a lot of the players that we know were going to go, even if they did stay up most likely, are the ones that are going to go. The ones that are staying, they're all the ones that we knew would be left with after the season either way. I think, obviously, Mendy maybe got given a new contract because obviously he was out of contract, but I, I, I don't know if I could see that, but... It's just a hard one because, like I say, Yuri Tillemans we knew was going, Madison we knew was going, Barnes with his stats this season, maybe he would have gone even if he did stay up, I'm not sure. But we're still left with a lot of the Premier League side that are good enough for the Prem. So when we go down into the Championship, on paper, and I know it's only on paper, yeah. we should be we should be good enough to try and at least challenge again next season. Yeah, I mean... Um... You know, one thing, another thing I want to uh, speak about really is is this comment here, Vardy. I mean, there's a lot of talk. So. Obviously, you know, he's on high wages. I'm guessing they'll be cut. And even if it's not in his contract, you know, do you would you expect someone like Jamie Vardy maybe to just take a pay cut and, and mm -hmm. stay at Leicester? Or do you think, Tom, that 
we might actually look at moving him on this summer. Do you think that is a possibility? No, I think Vars will be here next year. I think he'll do everything possible to get his football club back to the Premier League. You can certainly see that out of all the players, him, Nacho, how much it hurt to see this club go down. Yeah. And I truly believe that if Vardy has to pay a pay cut to, to stay, then he'll take the pay cut to stay just to get this club back up. He will not want to finish on such a low. A lot of people saying, oh, he should retire, he should do this. Vardy will be all right in the Championship. Vardy can do a job in the Championship for me. We saw that this season at times. Gimba run of games, he starts to get back to the look of Vardy. We can see, we saw it against Leeds, the goal, the finish. You know, there's certain things you know what Vardy can do. Uh, and I think in the Championship, it, t- defence will be terrified to go up against Vardy because if you've got Vardy and Nacho on the pitch, uh, Vardy, Nacho and Dak on the pitch at any point, teams aren't going to be sitting there going, oh, great. You know, it's seven three. You know, the, if for me, Vardy stays, he takes a pay cut if he has to take a pay cut. I think you've got to look at it realistically. A lot of people say about pay cuts and stuff. You've got to look at the wages we're getting off that spill, by the way. You're going to lose Tillemans, who's on not nearly 100k a week. You're going to lose Madison, who's 90k a week. Well, that you know, that's that's 190k a week we're not paying out as a football club. That's some, that's probably three people, players' wages in the championship. So, in theory, of players having to take a wage cut, they might not have to do that. Obviously, Suter and Christian both signed contracts with pay cuts in theirs. But to say that the club will not have the revenue to pay Vardy's wages, well, they probably will do because of losing some of these players. Mm-hmm. Daniel Amati going 45k a week, uh, Mendy going 35, 40k a week. There's players that that's probably you know another two players you lose, but you probably get three players for some of the wages they're on in the championship. But it's all about buying quality. We look at Burn. If you look at Burnley, they had a bit of a tidy up. They got rid of some of the dead wood. They got rid of some of the players that weren't going to feature. And he brought in young, exciting talent that you could he knew were in Belgium and where and Man City players that he knew. Whoever comes in, whoever the manager is as well, that's the biggest question. This isn't about just VAR. This is about who's the manager going into next season because that's going to be the biggest question now before we can do anything on Sonics. Here's um, a question. Oh, go on, well, yeah, yeah. Go, go on, Ross. Here's a question. Now, I asked, I asked this, but I asked my mate earlier. Third time lucky charm for Pearson. No, no, no. Nah. You're trying to go back to get to create history. You're not doing that. You know, the thing is that you talk about obviously people not go inside out, get back to you know, getting rid of Deadwood. I guarantee back in he was, you know, then he would get rid of all the all the um, people. Yeah, but that middle, you know. Yeah. So, Ross, you, you're cutting out again, Ross. The audio, mate. I'm, we're struggling to hear you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop you out for just a sec, Ross, and I'll bring you back in because I want to get some up on screen. Um, so, we, we spoke earlier about... Uh, well, you mentioned it, Tom, about Rudkin. I want to bring up um, this on screen. So, this is uh, from The Athletic, Rob Tanner. Um, it basically just goes in about how, obviously, Rudkin and Rogers were very close. And I think that their offices were next door to each other. Um do you think Rudkin was maybe one of the reasons why Rogers stayed for so long? I mean, Rudkin's the director of football. He's the guy making the, the main football in decisions, isn't he, at the club? Do you think if they were close, that is why he stayed for so long? And, and you know, I think we can mostly agree he stayed far too long, Rogers. I'll go oh, with mate. you, Tom. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've, I've said for a long time that John Rudkin is now dead wood. He's been here that long. He's got wood, uh, you know, rot. He, he should have gone. Rudkin should have gone when Rogers went. They they stayed. Both of them have been in this football club too long. 
at the beginning last well, for me beginning of the season when things weren't going right and that six two defeat to Tottenham, especially after losing five two at Brighton, what Reader was at both of those. That should have been the wake up call to top and to everyone in the board that this wasn't working and that we've got players on big wages sitting on the bench. Rogers then should have gone. No, no, I'm not having this all well, but then we went on to win six out of the next uh, sorry, six out of seven before Christmas. The, the, the writing was on the wall at the beginning of the season for me, for both of them, that they made massive mistakes on the transfer signing to this football club and both of them should have gone out the door. And there does seem to be too much pally-pally between Rookin and Rogers that uh, Top believed what everything is saying. I think that the interesting thing coming out from listening and Matt Piper said it and it felt like Rogers could walk into that boardroom and say anything he wanted to say, and it would, if there was a problem, then going, what's going on, Brendan? He could spout a load of absolute rubbish. The board would believe him, and he would stay. That's about how it felt. And I think the only reason he went was the pressure from the fans had finally grew too much for top. He had to listen to what the fans were saying. But I truly believe that if John Rookin wasn't in the position he was in, Rogers would have gone way, way before he did. Yeah, I mean, Reedy, would you agree with that? You know, obviously, Rudkin, I think, you know, when all, when things were going well, it kind of went under the radar, Rudkin. But there had, there's been issues there for a long time. I mean, this this guy, what, didn't he start off as, like, a loans manager or something? Like, really, not, you know, not at the very bottom of the club. But he, he wasn't, he didn't have, yeah. So, John Rudkin was the, uh, like, basically the head of the uh, academy for many, many years. That's what yeah. his position he basically started in the academy doing something, worked his way up to basically head of academy, and then eventually he got moved up to the football director of football position. That was his route into the football club. So, really, obviously, Rodkin and, and Whelan are chairing this review into the failings of the club this year. Uh, I mean, Tom mentioned it earlier. You, you think they need a, a mirror held up to them, don't you? It, it, I'm not too clued up on all that sort of situation, but. Again, the amount of times I hear from Union FS and whatnot, shouting his name, saying Rookin out and whatnot, there's obviously a reason why we've gone down and down and down. Because again, finishing fifth, fifth, eighth, and then straight to relegation, there's so much happened, not just Rogers, but there's so much happened this season that's that's made us get relegated. Because, like I say, the Fafana issue, that's probably down to. A bit of rooking as well, taking forever to get that done. Uh, Schmeichel going, obviously he knew what was happening. It looks like it anyway. I'm not going to say for sure, but it seems like something happened there. Um, but there's just so many issues that's gone on this, this season that's honestly got to this point now. It's just too late. So it's probably time for him to move on. Um, will he move on? I can't see it happening because I don't think we've got the balls to do it. Um, but... It's, it is what it is at the moment, and like I say, it's like like Tom says with the, with the wages and whatnot. And we're not a lot of them are off the books and whatnot. Hopefully, we can bring some new and upcoming players that hopefully can do the job to get us back up into the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, what you can see at the bottom of the screen there, Tom Rudkin rebuild. It's something else that was that is mentioned in the um, in the art the same article by Rob Tanner. Uh, it's expected to be, you know, a Rudkin-led recruitment strategy this summer to replace the seven out-of-contract players and obviously them that will leave again. I mean, do you trust him? Do you do you trust us to make the right sign-ins to replace these players to bring us back up? Because at the minute, mate, I'm really not. I, I'm, and we've already heard this season that 
a couple of the previous recruitment team that brought us the players like Madison and Ricardo Pereira, they've left. They left under Rodgers because they were, in in Rob Tanner's words, neglected really by by uh, Rodgers. So, do you trust us to bring in the right players this summer? Well, for me, you got you've got to go back and you've got to rebuild your uh, scouting department. You know, obviously, we had a very good scouting department with Steve Walsh at the helm at the time. We found some gems of players in. Kante, Mares, Knockhart, you know, players that no one had really heard about and we brought in some decent young talent. Sadly, that's the route we've got to go down. You've got to find some decent young talent and give them a chance, have a better experience in the squad. Do I trust Rudkin? No. I, I don't want him anywhere near the forefront of rebuilding this squad. This is this is make or break. And sadly, we've got to be realistic. This isn't just about us getting back to the Premier League. This is about building a team that is capable of staying in the Championship yep. and progressing. This isn't a five-minute fix. I think Matt Pipe hit it on the head. We've seen teams drop down again after getting relegated for the Premiership. Look at Sunderland, look at Forest, look at Leeds, look at Derby, look at Portsmouth. All these big clubs, the yeah, LB Farm will bounce back. They don't bounce back if they don't get it right and they start dropping down mm -hmm. the football leagues. And sadly, we've got to get it right. Look at Ipswich, dropped down into League One for many years, only just come back to the Championship. I fear that if we don't get this right in this summer, then we could be in massive trouble next mm. season. This summer's recruitment has got to be absolutely spot on. Yeah, you're going to make some mistakes. You're always going to make some mistakes with players. You never know how they're going to settle into the Premiership. Or like Dak has taken a long time to settle and has still, still not seen the best of him. You know, this season for me, whoever we sign has got to be the right calibre. They've also got to have the mindset because I feel at the moment that new that brand new training ground, they're too much luxury there. Yeah. Too much is done for them. You know, when we're talking about like yesterday, they were saying that players getting their plates taken away from them and Roger Rodgers yeah, yeah. get rid of that. Are we serious that their players can't even take their plates and put it in the in the sink part to be washed up and scrape their own plate down? That tells me the values are gone. And Rita mentioned it earlier. We lost the biggest voice in that dressing room in the summer, Casper Smichael. If he could see what was going on and Obviously, him and Rogers have fallen out about saying we, we can all say that now. We all knew there was something there. Truly, that him and Rogers did not seem to argue with what was going on at the football club. Who's that? Sorry, Rogers and who? Sorry, Schmeichel. Schmeichel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Truly, those two, those two had had a ding dong at some point, and they both just agree. Well, especially you move on, you're too big for this football club. I, I'm sure Rogers probably would have said something along the lines of that. But you know, there has to be a mentality change. For me, I'd give the, uh, the the women the training ground to the women. They can have the training ground so that they're in the Premier League and they'll actually go back to Beaver Drive and get back to a humble mm. beginning and start from fresh. But, you know, we know that's not going to happen. But there's got to be a mentality change. It isn't just about the signings. It's about there's got to be leaders in that dressing room to rebuild what we had, the fearless foxes, the underdogs, the ones who weren't scared to get involved and get stuck into games. It's gone missing and it completely gone missing from last season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and really, the last thing I want to talk about, because um, obviously we've got loads of time now between now and you know, and, and next season to talk about a lot of things. Um, one thing I want to talk about is um, I, I don't want to go in too much on certain players because I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to to single out players, but. I want to mention the the tweet, and you all know what I'm on about, you two. <laughs> um, and I, I, I'm not focusing just on that. I'm focusing more on the complacency. Does that sum it up, Reedy? That Madison tweet where he kind of had a pop, pop. at um, when he had a pop at uh, Rob Tanner. 
again, um, saying, you know, we'll be all right. You know, you're speaking rubbish if we play like this. Does it just sum up the complacency that there's been at the club this season, really? Like, uh, to be honest, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. I could, I when I, I saw it, I was more <laughs> proud and I, want, I don't know what the word is, but I was happy to see that from my players. I don't know why. I just felt like it was something that was a bit more passion and fight. Saying, I do think we will stay up if we keep playing the way we were. Yes, it wasn't the greatest, but. I'm glad that some players like that came out and said it. Again, I might be the one in the wrong to say that, but I prefer to have my players say that sort of thing than just say, we're shit, we're not going to win, we're not going to do it, What what's one in trying? So that's just my take on it anyway. Well, Tom, I would agree with Reedy if we were actually playing like we were going to stay in the Premier League. It, it, you know, it wasn't like... Um... Rob, Rob Tanner, you know, it wasn't like a Paul Merson on Sky Sports, you know, who's chatting rubbish, genuine rubbish, saying, you know, whatever he, he says. Rob Tanner was right. We were not playing well enough to stay in the Premier League. What What are your thoughts on it? Do you agree with Reedy or, or are you more on the mindset that, no, I think Madison was wrong to say that? Well, he looks a tit now, don't he, for saying that? Because yeah. he's made it must mate. I think at the time I first saw it, I was like, you've taken the whole quote from Rob Tanner out of sorts. When I read the first article, Rob Tanner was talking about a whole season, not about one game. Uh, Matters came out after one game and said it. He wasn't talking about season. Matters was talking about the Southampton performance. I've not been funny. Southampton performance wasn't that great. We can't sit here and say we were. We lost twice to them. That's six points. I said it last night. That's six points that would have kept us in the Premier League. We lost to the bottom team in the league twice. You know, that, that tweet at the time, after we'd just lost, and fans were crying for Rodgers to go. It felt like it was a rally cry from one player. You didn't see anyone else come and tweet it. It was one player once again that, look at me, as I always say, it was a he's the one that look at me when I get the ball. I want to be in the limelight all the time. And it just felt it's the wrong time to get into a spat with a press, you know, a journalist. I understand there's passion to try and say, no, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. And, you know, but at the time when you've just lost to the team, who were bottom of the team, bottom of the league. You know, even if we'd beaten them, we would have stayed up. That three points, we could have stayed in the Premiership. I know you say looking back now, if and buts, but I just think at the time, don't get yourself into spat on Twitter. And that's one thing with social media, that the players you've got to understand, and most of them are trained, though, is don't get into spats with people online. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help the club. Matters just, for me, got it wrong timing to come out after a feat. You know, if we'd won the game, by all means, and Tanner had put that, that article out and saying, you know what, we're still in trouble here but this is my views, then by all means, you could come out and go, but if we play like that and win games, who cares? We're going to stay up. But to come out after we just lost to the bottom of the team, 1-0, another poor performance. I just just think there's time and a place for players to come out and show a fighting spirit is what Reedy's talking about. There's also time to keep quiet and just let the, let, let the press have their say because, you know, they're only doing their job as well. Mm. Yeah, and John O, mate, your thoughts on that? Obviously, we we just mentioned there about the the Madison tweet. I mean, do you think he was right to to say what he did and and to have a pop at, at Tanner? And I think it was more based on emotion more than actually the situation of what's happened. Like, but it hasn't been deleted. If it was an emotion, you know, maybe he's just sticking to his guns. But you'd think it would have been deleted afterwards, especially with the amount of stick it got because it did get a lot of stick. It did get a lot of stick, but, you know, Madison is the one, as Tom said, he likes to be in the limelight, you know, like, especially with the COVID party with, you know, 
all that sort of things. He likes to be the centre of centre of attention in good and bad ways. Um, like you know, he likes to be centre of attention on the pitch when he does. You no, know, he's a fantastic player. No one can deny that, and you know that's where he gets his good um, highlights from. But then he also makes silly judgments of errors. That's you know, he's not. That's where he can be more mature, and he. It maybe just at the spirit of the moment for you know what I'm gonna put this tweet out, but then he just didn't take it. I, I don't know, but I, I think it was more as more of a spirit of the moment thing because angry about the performance. He's like, you know what, I don't care what people say. I think we, I think we're gonna stay up, and I think it was, and then just didn't delete it. Yeah, well, to finish the show, um, I only want a yes or no answer to this um, because I'm sure Phil and and Jamie and obviously everyone on the channel will be talking about this in the days to come. Yes or no, is Dean Smith going to be in charge of Leicester next season? Jono, I'll start with you. Yes or no? No no other no. words, just yes or no? No. Okay, Reedy? Yes. Tom? No. I'm also going no. Not that, yeah, I, I don't think he will be, to be fair. But everyone get your, your, the comments and let us know what you think. Uh, Simon, he says no. Saul says yes. Gray says no. Sean says Yes. It looks pretty split at the minute, and no, uh, we're getting a lot of no's now. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's been great having everyone on and, and talking about it. It's a sad, it's a sad weekend, a sad day for Leicester City. But lads, we'll be back. Whether it's next year, two years, three years, twelve years, we will be back in the Premier League. And uh, final words from each of you, Tom. You know, just to final words on the show today, just to. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm going to sit in the garden. I'm going to have a few beers. I'm going to like the barbecue, spend time with the family and try and not to think anything about this disaster. I think me and Phil are going live around lunchtime to have yeah. a bit of a chat and talk about the whole season and what way it went wrong. But look, for me, it's done and dusted now. I think you could say it's been coming for a long time. So it's not coming as a shell shock that, you know, it's you know we couldn't seen this coming like two or three games ago it's, we've seen this coming for months so it's not a shock to me I said before I've seen relegation from the Premier League sadly you boys are probably a bit young to see relegations from the Premier League so it doesn't hurt as much as beforehand but look it hurts we'll recover and we go again but it's going to be time to reflect now and get ready for another slog and hey we could be playing on a Friday night at the beginning of the season and three days or four days before we'll be in uh, Singapore that hopefully yeah. will be checked. They can't keep that date. They can't keep that date. If they <laughs> a really bad, really bad business decision if they keep that fixture. Yeah. Uh, Jono, final words, mate. Rebuild. I think that I think the board and the background staff need to sit down and have a proper hard look at themselves because they've been complacent. They think we've we're in they thought we were against relegate like Oh, Leicester City can't get relegated. No chance. Like, it's, this is Leicester. We're a big club. We've won the FA Cup. They were naive. They didn't. They thought just buying a few backup players was enough. It wasn't. They've made bad financial decisions, which in the end couldn't buy the players to back up the players that we lost. Um, so they need to have a hard look about how to re how to one get the fans' trust back because with this staff, we don't trust them at all. We don't know what they're going to do next. They need to apologise, you know, because you know they've. They could have easily, this is easily could have been avoided, and rebuild. We you know get rid of some players. We need to get rid of some players, and then 
rebuild. But no matter what's happened, I'm still massively proud of what we have achieved. You can't take away what we've done. Like I saw a statistic that we on the top six club that have won the most trophies since the year 2000. You know, we've, we've got more than Spurs, who've got, you know, got more than any of the clubs, so major trophies. So yeah. I'm massively proud. I wear the shirt of pride and we go again. Yeah, Reedy, final words, mate, before we end. I'll have a nice two months off. <laughs> Thank God for that. It's took, it's took a while to get to that moment. I'm normally really excited for the new season, but I'm glad I've got a few months off now to just chill out and just forget about football for a few months. Um, but again, I, I, I'll say this. If it's any season, we've got to come back up. We've got to bounce back straight away. Otherwise, we'll be stuck down there for a while. So we've got to make sure everything's perfect. And that's, that's it. you just got to make sure we try and bounce back and try and ch- challenge at least next season. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw one comment, which I do agree with from Dave. The new kit is stunning. The new <laughs> I love the new kit. I just want to say that. Well, it, 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 it looks like... championship. It looks championship well, quality. Man. We are the championship. <laughs> Co- coincidentally, it does. It's quite similar to our uh, thirteen fourteen uh, championship mm. winner season. But anyway, that's it from from us now. Um, like like Phil says here, obviously his fan zone show tonight is the usual time half seven. But <laughs> him and what's funny? What's funny? Look at Phil's other comment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah as as Phil said obviously his usual show's at half seven but he is going to be live I think with Tom at at half twelve as well so a load more comments and a load more uh, debates to be had then but you know thanks for everyone clicking in again it's a sad day but we'll (laughs) end on that Uh, but we'll uh, we'll do our best to bring you as much content as possible and, and try and lift the mood just a little bit so cheers all thank you thanks for watching Leicester Fan TV Thanks to our sponsors, ADT Taxis, Everards, Pucka Pies, Pink Car Leasing, Lester Riders, Hologram, The Fox's Arms, Peter's Pizzeria, Hope Against Cancer, and Newbie and Co Estate Agents. Make sure to follow us on all of our social channels at Lester Fan TV. Visit our website, LesterFanTV.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.